0: couple things i wanted to talk about you know coming off at a weekend or whatever i was uh just stunned again completely to see kyrie irving sitting at the barclay center he was there for you know the duke loss to virginia tech which was beautiful i love watching duke lose i love watching coach k's you know final acc tournament game and he loses that of course his Final uh, game at Cameron Indoor. He loses that to North Carolina. And really, that's not the story here, that uh, Coach K is losing all these big last games of his coaching career, which I thoroughly enjoy being a non dukey Even though my dad went to Duke and shoved it down my throat my whole life, I was never a fan of Duke basketball. But that Kyrie Irving was sitting there, you know, Watching his alma mater uh, play in the ACC tournament at the Barclays. And then on Sunday, the guy was back at the Barclays again, watching the Nets take on the Knicks in the city rivalry. Uh, That's just crazy. Uh, Irving has not been allowed to play in any Nets home games this season because he has not received the vaccines or the booster. He's uh, been allowed to play, of course, in the Nets road games as long as uh, health rules didn't prevent unvaccinated players from playing. And, you know, you may agree or believe that it's okay for your local health departments to have these rules and everything uh, to help the community or whether they're necessary or not. But uh, the rules in New York City are absurd, there's no consistency. They're insane. There's no logic behind them. Visiting players are allowed to play games at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, even if they are unvaccinated against COVID-19. Spectators, fans who are unvaccinated against COVID-19 are allowed to attend games in the same building where Irving is not allowed to play. So, I mean, it is just crazy, right? I mean, who makes this stuff up? You can't even do it. Irving was cleared to attend a game at the Barclays Center Saturday to watch Duke, but wasn't allowed to play in the Nets game on Sunday at home against the rival Knicks. How, in God's name, uh, is this policy anything more than stupid? It's idiotic. They have to change it. It has to stop this nonsense. If unvaccinated visiting players and unvaccinated fans can watch and play games at the Barclays Center, then how in the hell can an unvaccinated Nets player not be allowed to do the same thing? I mean, it is just absolutely bizarre how they've treated this whole situation and how, I mean, Irving's like a leper, I'll tell you one thing, if they don't figure this thing out soon, then this guy Irving's not going to be able to play with the Nets in the playoffs, and there is no way they will win the Eastern Conference or go to the NBA Finals. Any more than you can uh, shake your head in the wind uh, in late March and say it's 10 degrees with the wind chill outside and it's whipping at 50 miles an hour and I'm freezing my ass off. But it must be springtime. No, it isn't springtime, idiot. It's still winter. It never ends in New York. It's always freezing ass. It's still snowing. We're still having blizzards. And Kyrie Irving still can't play home games for the Nets. I mean, it is absurdity at the highest order. Now, look, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and I just never escaped this, is Cristiano Ronaldo. I think the guy is an absolute freak of nature and a badass. Did you see Tom Brady? TB12 was at Old Trafford watching... Saturday's Premier League match between Man U and Tottenham, the hotspur were in town. You got the legendary quarterback there to watch, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, it is really amazing when you think about this guy's career, what he's been able to accomplish. I mean, there's no one like him. I know Messi is a badass. I get it. Messi is a freak of nature as well. I won't deny that. But how is this guy, Ronaldo, the great number seven, having a hat trick on a Saturday in a Premier League game against Tottenham? Tottenham doesn't allow hat tricks to anyone. Ronaldo opened the scoring with a long-range blast in the 12th minute and then found the net again seven minutes before halftime. I mean, you know, the Spurs scored a couple goals to tie it up. But Ronaldo, in the clutch, like he always does, found a way to win it for United in, like, the 81st minute with an amazing header into the back of the net. I mean, it really was cool seeing Ronaldo and Brady talking after the game and hooking up on the pitch and sharing some moments. Uh, Two of the greatest athletes... Uh, in their respective sports of all time. You can't even question it. And to have those moments, those shots, those pictures is really cool. Uh, Ronaldo saying he posted the picture of himself and Brady uh, and labeled himself uh, a greatest of all time, hanging out with another greatest of all time. I mean, when you know you're a badass, you have to just come right out with it, right? I mean, when you have... 807 career goals, the most by any pro men's player ever, then you can say whatever you want about yourself because you are the king of the pitch. I mean, I always look at this guy's career and I'm blown away. You know, he's from Portugal and uh, he's, you know, back at Man U. He's played for Man U twice and he's won five Balloon Doors. That's like the best player in the world. Four European golden shoes, the most by a Euro player. He's won 32 trophies in his career, including seven league titles, five UEFA Champions Leagues, one UEFA European Championship, one UEFA Nations League. Ronaldo holds the records for most appearances, 182, most goals, 140, And assists, 42, in the Champions League. Most goals in the European Championship, 14. Most international goals by a male player, 115. And most international appearances by a European male, 184. I mean, think of those numbers. He's the most in everything. He's one of only a few guys to have ever made over 1,100 pro Appearances and I mean, he scored over 800 career goals for the club and the country. I told you he's at 807 now, it's ridiculous. Think of his career, right? Like, uh, his youth career and and whatever he ended up like with three teams and sporting CP. He ends up with sporting CP, uh, then Man U in, in 2003 to 2009. And played 196 uh, matches, had 84 goals. Then he goes to Real Madrid uh, from uh, 09 to 2018. 292 matches, 311 goals. Goes to Juventus in 2018 uh, to 2021. 98 appearances, 81 goals. And now back with Man U again for a second. Hoorah. I mean, this guy uh, has been everywhere. And... They paid the most money everywhere he's been to get him. I mean, uh, the guy uh, has been unbelievable. He signed with Manu at 18, winning the FA Cup in his first season. He would win three consecutive Premier League titles, the Champions League and the FIFA Club World Cup. At age 23, he won his first Balloon d'Or. I mean, uh, then when he uh, signed for Real Madrid uh, in '09 in a transfer, it was 94 million euro. He won 15 trophies, including two La Liga titles, two Copa del Rey's, and four uh, Champions Leagues, and became the all-time top goal scorer for Real Madrid when he went there. I mean, that's just crazy. He won back-to-back balloon d'Ors in 2013 and 2014, and then did it again in 2016 and 2017. He was a runner-up three times behind Messi. A lot of people think that that's his only rival or at least only person that can hold a candle to Ronaldo. When he went to Venice, uh, it was a hundred million transfer fee, the most expensive transfer for an Italian club and the most expensive transfer for a player over 30 years old. He won two Serie A titles two Supercopa Italianas, and a Copa Italia before returning to Man U in 21. I mean, all the guy does is win trophies. He made his senior international debut for Portugal in 2003 at the age of 18 and has since earned over 180 caps, making him Portugal's most capped player, more than 100 goals at the international level. He's also the nation's all-time top goal scorer. He's played in and scored at 11 major tournaments. Scored his first international goal at Euro 2004, where he helped Portugal reach the final. I mean, it just goes on and on, doesn't it? Think about this. He's one of the world's most marketable athletes, certainly one of the most famous. He was ranked uh, the world's highest paid athlete by Forbes in 2016 and 27, and the world's most famous athlete by ESPN in 2016 to 2019. Time had him as like on their list of 100 most influential people in the world in 2014. And he's the first soccer player, or if you will, footballer, and the third sportsman to earn over a billion dollars in like U.S. money in his career. That means he's like filthy rich. You get it? So watching this guy blow through for a hat-trick on Saturday is just another day at the office for Ronaldo, and Tom Brady watched it all. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so...